0: Podcast Network Asia. Is anybody listening? I hope somebody is listening. That line came from the book that I just finished this morning. It's Radio Silence by Alice Oseman. Oh my God. I love this book so much. Everything about this book is so adorable, heartwarming, a little bit of a tearjerker. And, um, an overall really good read it's an eye gasm for you all readers out there there's a book recommendation for you radio silence alice osman don't waste your time and go read a book after you listen to this podcast i've been i've been reading a lot ever since i got a kindle oh there you have it i have a kindle i just bought um kindle it's the 2018 paperback 10th generation it's an old version but i I searched it up in Google and they say it's the most cost-effective model that you can get out there in the market right now as we speak. So I got this Kindle from Shopee. If you guys want to like just DM me in, in Instagram at Elton Lorenzo. I got this Kindle and I haven't finished a book that fast in my life. Radio, <laughs> Radio Silence was around 400 pages and I finished it in three days. For me, that's an that's record breaking because usually a 400 page book i would usually finish that around four to five days depends if it's really interesting or not but radio silence radio silence was not my typical genre because when i read books i usually read space fiction fiction um contemporary really rare when i read romance novels so this is not romance at all i mean this is just young adults Really rarely I read young adult novels, and this is one of the those moments when I when I decide to read young adults, and I never re- regretted that decision because it was absolutely amazing. Hmm, hmm, hmm. I should make a separate podcast for that book. Anyway, today we're going to be talking about the remembering self and the experiencing self. This notion came from the legendary psychologist by Daniel Kahneman. I know that some of you guys, psychological buffs there, Daniel Kahneman is the legendary guy. He's like the Michael Jordan in in, in the psychology world. (laughs) When I read, so when I read Thinking Fast and Slow, it was an eye-opening book. I suggest you to read it as well, obviously. It explains the hindrances of our critical thinking and the ability to decide much more effectively. For example, the remembering self and the experiencing self. He he also explained that we have two working systems in our heads when we are evaluating just about anything. It is the system one and the system two, but we shall talk about that on another episode. What? There's a lot of topics already planned for future episodes. Anyway, this topic that I'm about to share is just as interesting, if not more. All right. Few questions to ask before we jump on to the engine, the podcast engine what is the experiencing self and what is the remembering self which one should we be more cognizant of and um how are they so different all right oh and lastly what are the contributing factors of both entities that makes up a powerful reference to for us to take on new challenges in life okay these two terms have a lot of names which um you can you can address them as the means to an end the destination the journey the process and for the remembering self it is the final product the the end the fin right so the remembering self is what your brain concludes when one person experiences a certain event and summarizes everything into one representation the experiencing self is the moment to moment video recorder that saves every second of the experience Say, for example, um, a guy fails an exam at school because he wasn't studying or whatever the reason that may be, that can be characterized as the experiencing self since person A was experiencing this setback at a particular time in his life. What is important to note is that the experiencing self is something that we can collate and build a reference anchor from when taking new life challenges since The things that the experiencing self interprets makes up our remembering self. Did you guys get that? Alright, okay, moving on. I feel like I've been saying self a lot of times already. I know a handful of you guys are annoyed. Moving on. Remembering self is the one that concludes and assumes the situation as a whole. It is not advisable for us to trust easily what the remembering self represents since it disregards most of the tiny things that the experiencing self interprets. One example would be um, when I first recorded my podcast for Life on the Grow. My remembering self concluded, concluded that it was not a pleasant memory to go back on since the audio was basically shit. I didn't have a mic to record on back then. I was stuttering a lot. My voice was shaky. My voice was, is still shaky up to this point, which is kind of sad. And there were a lot of ad libs. And all of these is one massive recipe for disaster, right? But the experiencing self based on what I had seen it to be, was constructive, was progressive, a learning curve. I learned a lot of new things. I remember thinking that I'm buying a new microphone to improve the output of my content, structure out my thoughts more before I start recording to smoothen the flow of my podcast, and lessen the stuttering and the other nuances. I thought to myself now that all the things I've experienced from the failures, sadness, obstacles setbacks and other negative situations are all means to an end the, these are all just things that the experiencing self is monitoring it is not yet being summarized by your remembering self everything you do everything you choose to be right now at this very moment are all just a means to an end so whenever do life gets a little bit fucked up and you're on the brink of giving up throwing away the towel think to yourself this is your remembering self talking don't let it overwhelm you and submit everything already. Everything is a means to an end. It's but a single step might be a painful one, might be hard for you to take another one, but it is just one step. You can always make up for another step that inevitably leads on to another and another and another until the world decides that it's time to go, bud. <laughs> time for you to die, basically. Um, and from there, you can look back and say that you have lived a life that you are proud of not because you were wealthy had a lot of friends had a lot of bling bling the lambo the nice jewelry that that is the bling bling and whatnot but you are proud because you were able to keep going even the demons inside you shouts at you not to that's deep that's getting pretty deep there bud Slow down. There you stood. <laughs> but all I'm saying is that you have to keep going. There's going to be a lot of disappointments, yeah? Setbacks, sadness, grief, jealousy, disc- discouragement, struggle. But guess what? They're all temporary, bro. They're what you call building blocks for your optimal self. Once you do reach in the state that you want for yourself, you're not stopping because we are dedicated dedicated to ourselves to become better than what we were yesterday until you die i die we die we all die in the end that's literally the end so don't go about moping around that your life is over because a guy or girl rejected you friend zoned you i I was there been there done that you didn't get accepted to the university that you wanted to go failed on your exams you don't have any friends you don't get a likes a lot of likes on your post getting a little bit superficial, but you get the point, right? It's not that I'm invalidating your feelings. It's just, it's all just part of the process. I'm gonna tell you guys a very short story of how my first ever triathlon came to be and how it was a catalyst for many more races after that. Um, This is like an example of how to use the remembering self for the experiencing self a bit, in a way you know if you look at it and i have always been thankful ever since i made this decision all right okay here it goes so first ever triathlon i ever joined was when i was on my junior high school year i have been training with my fellow teammates for the whole semester and coach thought that i was ready to join on a competitive level i was feeling anxious of course all right sidetrack i wrote everything down on the on on my microsoft word and I had everything printed out so that i don't have to stutter when i tell you a story because one of my absolute pet peeves is when i listen to a story and the guy stutters and then he just loses his his way in telling the story kind of like this one so i really want the best experience for you guys for this podcast all right okay i'm trying my best here all right moving back to this story I was feeling anxious. No one is cool and casual about it when it comes to experiencing something for the first time. Thoughts in my head were very much rampant with a lot of negative expectations. I was pressuring myself that I have to perform well or else all my training will be waste. I have placed myself in a very stressful situation. Time has come. D-Day has arrived. I see everyone lining up before the finish line. Everyone was waiting to be called so that they can set themselves for the gun start. I was the biggest guy there. Come to think of it, I was the oldest one, but that didn't really matter to me. All I was thinking of was to perform my absolute best. Everyone has been called. Everyone was ready except me. I was, I think, was I it was too late for me to go back the host started to count from five to one every number that he dictates was like someone punching my sternum with brute force and then the gun went off i was surprised how it looked like everyone was sprinting to the water shoving their sides to make space for themselves it was all so new to me i didn't know what to do except wait for everyone to go Doing this, it situated me at the last position. The athletes beside me were flailing their arms like a blind man figuring out their way in endless darkness. I was being hit, shoved, pushed, whatever synonyms you can think of. I was losing it. The shore was nearing. Next thing was the bike. As I swam to the shore, I saw that most of the athletes have already mounted on their bikes. I was so angry looking at it. My vision was narrowing. When I got to my bike, I saw my mom and my sisters on the other side of the fence that divided the athletes from the spectators, cheering with unbridled enthusiasm. This was so bad. I feel so bad thinking about this. I didn't mind it at all because I was so consumed at the thought at the last place and was figuring out how I can catch up with them, but I was too late. I got on my bike really furious. The athletes were in hot pursuit chasing the person in front of them. I had a lot of tails to catch. It was so bad. I feel so embarrassed because my, my interpretation of this experience was so embarrassing. It was very immature of me. Anyway, like I haven't pushed in my entire life. I pushed myself to the limit or beyond it. I played a song in my head to keep me motivated, but I was missing out one thing. One important thing, it was the ability to estimate my physical capability. By the way, the song was, even if it hurts, I can't slow down. As I hit the ground, something like that. that. That used to be my favorite song back then. But now every time that song comes up, whenever I choose to play it for my workout, my sisters would tease me because that song was the song when I crashed. All right, moving on to the story. I'm giving out spoilers already. Right, where was I? It was the ability to estimate my physical capabilities. I pushed myself so hard that I was starting to lose consciousness. And just about when I thought that I was overdoing it, I had fallen down hard to the rough concrete at the speed enough to fracture my right collarbone. I was on the ground staring at the sun. was it the sun i couldn't remember i banged my head pretty hard which was enough to make a dent on my helmet as i lay there i hear sirens and saw blurry figures rushing past by me it was over i thought to myself that i was a complete failure my first ever triathlon and i decided to fucked it up badly now my remembering self My remembering self concluded that this was a horrific event, you know, factory bones, last place, embarrassing moment. But that's what Daniel Kahneman warned us about. In this book, in his book, the negative biases tend to overweigh the positive ones. Every moment in that first race that I did was exciting up to the point. I crashed and cried myself to sleep in the ER. It was so, so bad. I thought to myself that I wasn't going to do triathlons again in my life after that accident. My remembering self told me so. If we're not too careful with our way of interpreting experiences, it will pave a way to a path that we don't want to embark on. I was wearing a cast the entire summer after that. Luckily, my collarbone wasn't entirely broken It had made a very tiny crack in the middle of my collarbone or whatever you call it. I don't know that part of the bone, okay? So I had a lot of thinking about the first race, where I had gone wrong, what my next steps are. Do I quit triathlon? Do I power through? But I was able to realize the good points in that instance and not let one negative moment consume it entirely. I was able to see the light in the dark traumatic cave of embarrassment I was in. I came back to triathlon with extreme vigor and thirst to do better, which led me to winning a handful of races and the confidence to face new challenges that life has to offer. You see, careful assessment with logical reasoning when we're trying to experience new stuff is very important and vital. So whenever our remembrance of kind of encapsulates all that experience into an tries to characterize it whether it was a bad or good experience let's try to keep an even keel an open mind that it was a good one it was constructive it was progressive i know that one bad moment tend to overweighs itself overweighs the good usually right but we can always take something out from a bad situation into something good a very small sliver of silver lining that's enough already because we can take that and nourish it cultivate that into a big strong strand that we can latch on to the never-ending storm that life throws at us i'm gonna throw in one more example and i got this example from uxdesign.cc Um, For example, a beautiful symphony has been going through your headphones for the past 20 minutes and you've enjoyed every bit of it. It's like angels singing in your ears. It is the feeling of pure joy that flows through your body from listening to a wonderful piece of music. Say like um, listening to Mariah Carey's Christmas music for the first time. And suddenly, without warning, the Oh So Sweet Symphony is interrupted by a high-pitched screeching sound that ends the symphony in an unexpected and disappointing way. If you look back at that pleasurable feeling you had listening to the symphony, you would have experienced 20 minutes of joy and only a few seconds of the screeching, dreadful sound. The whole experience has been ruined. Even though the amount of joy clearly outweighs the few seconds spent in agony, you will most likely remember the overall experience as quite bad. Kahneman, Kahneman, I still can't pronounce his name right. So Daniel Kahneman's research is reflecting the power of the negativity bias of the brain. That we are hardwired to remember intense negative experiences more than positive ones. Subtle experiences, even if the positive subtle experience are most of what our days consist of, Essential for survival, not necessarily a reliable guide of what will bring us happiness and well-being in the long run. And that is all for the podcast for today. Remember that every step of the way, there's always another step you can take. Every failure, every setback, every accomplishment, every success or whatever it may be, just know that you're in this grander scheme of things. You're in this proverbial marathon that you're on, that we are all currently on, but you're in this individual race that you don't have to glance at other people's paths, right? Just remember to don't let one negative moment, one negative moment to outweigh every positive things that has been happening in your life. I kind of took this Daniel Kahneman's concept and kind of made it more self-help-ish. I'm not sure if it's making making it cringe or dumbing it down, but I hope it helps. But essentially Daniel Kahneman's trying to say that negative biases are always there to overwhelm us. Negative moments that um that supposedly does nothing to the amount of positivity that we have been currently experiencing. We can't just let one negative moment conclude everything and say that those positive things that we've been experiencing are nothing. All right? Just find the silver lining. What can you take from that negative experience? What can you take from this setback? What can you take from this accomplishment or success? What do you need to keep doing what do you need to stop doing and that concludes our podcast for today i hope you guys have a wonderful morning noon early afternoon late afternoon dinner late dinner early dinner second lunch second breakfast whatever it may be i hope you guys are having a wonderful time and remember information is useless unless it's acted upon see you guys next week